uppity broad, is it? Bam! <laughs> Motherfucker! Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we are Takapa. My name is Mary. I'm Josh. I'm Melanie. Welcome. And yes, welcome. What are all y'all's drinking? That's that's always an important thing. I'm pounding some H2O. (laughs) Agua. Ooh, the Hollow Notes album from 1982-83 around there. Yes, I like that album. Um, Enlighten us, Melanie, with your beverage. I may have had this one before. It's Dogfish Head Camp Amp. Camp Amp. Yeah, it's a. Rhymes. It's like a. It's a. yeah, well, it's, it's a milk stout, and it's got marshmallows and chocolate powder and stuff in there, so. And that sounds delicious. Yeah. I had Hershey's Kisses recently that were hot chocolate flavor, and they had the chocolate on the outside and a marshmallowy oh, wow. center. Hmm. Nice. Everybody's jumping on yeah, that baked like bandwagon, kind of like with M&M's. Did you see those? Yes. Like the M&M's that I have now that are white chocolate with pretzel in the middle. It's a sweet and salty hmm. combination. I'm not a huge it's white from, chocolate uh, fan. It's a I Christmas been leftover. Big on white chocolate. Okay. No. Yeah. When you when you go in the day after Christmas, right. there's clearance. another holiday. You just co- get it. Yeah. There's another holiday it's called half cents. off. <laughs> half, it's called half off candy day. Yeah, it happens sure. several well times a year. We do that for Easter a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> right. And after Hall, after Hallmark mm-hmm. Day in February. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, sure. I'm taking that day off. I'm taking February 14th off because you know what? Night before Super Bowl. You, no, you got a lover? Oh. What is it? What's what's February thirteenth anyway? Lonely Hearts Day? That's that's isn't that's the, the, is it on Valentine's which Day? Which one's Galentine's Day? I think it's the day after. Is that the fifteenth? Yeah. Yeah. I I call February fourteenth either Hallmark Day or Singles Awareness yeah, well, Day. The thirteenth is the Super Bowl and I don't give a fuck about the game. I just go to a really good party and I I mean who wants to go to a party on a Sunday night and have to work the next day? So PTO baby. Right. You might take it off. Yeah. yeah for sure. Mom, my boss and, is all for it. And, She's like, oh my uh, God, they should make it a national holiday. Like, no. I'm drinking my usual bourbon tonight. Uh, and um, that's so the way it flows. All right. I would like to thank our Patreon members, Captain America, Sheen Pai, Laura Bernheim, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. They are joining us over at Patreon.com, where they're listening to us read them uh, the fan fiction book Dallas by Lee Raintree. They're listening to our obnoxious outtakes that don't make the main feed cut, <laughs> where we are oh sometimes way more inappropriate than I feel comfortable with putting us out in public. Oh, we're so, way inappropriate. Um, <laughs> and also just kind of being way off topic and talking about random shit. So if you're interested in any of that, um, head over to patreon.com slash ewingbbq. And if you're not, that's fine, too. Being here is good. You'll hear us read Dallas Erotica. Yeah, it's Dallas Erotica. It's, it's. <laughs> not, not as good as, not as good as Betty White reading Peter Griffin oh Erotica. But close, we, close. We hold our own. We, we, we do our best. What can we say? I just wanted to throw something out there. Um, yeah. We're fortunate enough to be getting some of the cast members uh, looking at our pages and following us oh, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, in our group. It's just, pretty exciting. Um, just if you're going to post and you're not a fan of a certain character or something like that. Um, Don't be a dick. That's that's fine. Just state that. but Don't be openly it. offensive to the actors. We had an incident this week that was really... 
I wish I would have caught it. I would have deleted it if I'd seen it before the actor did. Oh my god! Like no, seriously, I've seen this with like Twitter and oh, just there's so, you just right. You don't don't do that. Don't do, like okay, and you can you don't have to cut this part out because I, I don't even care who's like listening right now. Don't be shitty. Because people see that stuff, and I know they're actors, and I know you're like, oh, well, if they get that personal about it, you know, maybe they shouldn't be acting. But you know what? Why did... It's their job. It's their job. Why Why do you feel the need to be... Why do they have to put up with abuse? Why do you feel the need to be shitty? Why can't Mm -hmm. you just, like, keep that comment to yourself? Like, what what did you hope to gain? God! Two two birthdays. Uh, Frederick Lean, who played uh, Eddie in Mm -hmm. uh, season... Mm. Eddie. Eddie. Hot biscuits. Mm. Yep. Born in uh, 1959, and his birthday is February 3rd. So he is 63. And on Saturday, February 6th, Gail Honeycutt, born in, uh, who played Vanessa, mm. born in 1943. So she will be 79. 79, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. seem possible that. Right at least 70s and 80s, like, birthdays come up. It's just crazy. Yeah. None of them uh, look like it. Like, what did I see? What did I see? Somebody posted uh, the other day, uh, welcome to your 40s. Kurt Loder from MTV is 76 Uh years old now. Yeah. (laughs) That blows my mind. That just means he was way older than I thought he was when he was on MTV News. Yes. Yeah. Ralph Macchio is older than Pat Morita was (laughs) when he played Mr. (laughs) Mayor. And he still looks younger. It's a little bizarre to me right now seeing Carson Daly on the Today Show. Yeah. All right, let's dive. All right, so uh, tonight we are talking about Season 4, Episode 17, The New Mrs. Ewing. There really is something that we have to talk about. The time to talk was before you changed the trust. What do I do now? Where do I go? Trust your instincts. Everything you touch, you spoil. JR, you and your daddy use people up and then throw them away. Even members of your own family. You both sicken me. There's a new Mrs. Ewing. There's a new Mrs. Ewing. (laughs) Kind of. I guess. Um, It was written by Linda B. Elstad, directed by Patrick Duffy and his first time directing on the show, which I think this is his first of nine, I believe, times he directs. Uh, It is his first of 29. Oh, 29. I knew there was a nine in there. 29. Um, And it aired February 27th, 1981. And it ranked number two for the week. Oh, we're actually in the same month. Oh, yeah, we are. And just Um, 41 years later. (laughs) That was the lowest rating of the season to date. Uh, Steve Canale was actually glad that Susan Howard's character uh, married into the family. And uh, Katzman was really trying to bring in some Texans to the show because she was actually from Marshall, Texas, like her character was. Three other cast members actually directed episodes Besides him and Larry, it was uh, Linda Gray, Steve Canale, and Ken Kershaw. And Susan Howard actually wrote two episodes. I knew that. And in a switch, Gunnar Hellstrom, who was a director, actually later acted on the show. Yay! Let's cut the trivia and 
Get right. right to it. We open on South Fork. JR is pissed about Jock changing the trust to include Ray. I mean, surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Sue Ellen doesn't seem all there, does she? Not She's at just all. She's kind of vacant. She does not seem to give one fuck at all. She even says as much. And if she wasn't on network television, she probably would have said that. As right. she walked she out was, of them. I don't give a flying. Right. She's like, why, could, why would this possibly matter to me? And <laughs> JR is just like, oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> she just doesn't good give point. a damn. Just, yeah. Oh, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. No, I kind of like Sue Ellen when she doesn't give a damn. Like... Yeah, she's like. She just kind of seems like she's in a daze for like the whole first part of this episode. She does, which I guess she probably is. So, Ellen, um, let me put it in terms you understand. The amount of money that you have available to you has just been. Some of that has been taken away. And you given haven't been paying attention we very well <laughs> because she puts on a good front, but I don't think that she really cares about money all that much anymore she i think if if they if he would have explained <clears throat> excuse me i have a frog in my throat i think if jr would have been like it this the amount of money that's going to go to your son eventually from his grandfather has lessened she may have cared but yes. in this moment she doesn't and that's the thing they're freaking like multi-millionaires like billionaires what like who cares if they divide it you're gonna have more money than like that's john ross's grandkids will have enough thing. money like who cares right that's a weird thing it's a weird it's a trust a trust and usually a trust is something like you put aside for like when someone gets to be a, a, an age mm-hmm. or something i mean jr's mm-hmm. in his 40s at this point like why would you have this in a trust like, I guess, was it supposed to be his will? They say trust, but was it supposed to be will? We're about to find out. Oh. True. Yeah. The will <laughs> gets interesting. Right. Yes. But, I mean, who knows why rich families like that have things set up the way they do. Honestly, the things I deal mm-hmm. with at work every day, I learned a lot of that from watching Dallas. Like, why people set up shell corporations, dummy corporations, hide behind LLCs, uh-huh. move shit offshore. Cayman uh-huh. Islands. Um, it's all to avoid accounts, paying so. taxes. Yeah. Why, <laughs> all why they have two different legal entities set up with that and they're... You know, they try to say, oh, we're the same. They're the same owners. Oh, this this company pays the bills at that company. I'm like, try again. They have no legal obligation to. Okay, so then we cut to breakfast um, where we see Bobby and Pam briefly. And then it just, as they leave, and then there's just deafening silence between Jock and Ellie. And damn, that's a long table. And it's, appar- it's apparently election day, too. Yes. Something, this whole election, it's... Other campaigns, when the Ewings have backed other candidates, you've seen them all rally and get involved and have these parties. For Bobby, they did nothing. I was thinking the exact same thing. They're literally like, they're just kind of like, oh, hey, good luck. But that's it. Like, no JR one's even paying Sue attention. J.R., Sue Ellen, and Lucy were not even at the... Uh, <laughs> I know. But we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there uh, when we get there. Yeah. But, um, but first of right all, that's a breakfast. long-ass mm-hmm. table. I didn't, I, you know, yes, when there's only two of them there, I didn't realize how long that table was. Yeah, it's, table. it's very noticeable. They're in, they're in different Basically. zip codes. Yeah. But the table. I yeah. get why Miss Ellie is so mad. Because Jock made a decision about the trust without her. And, right. I mean, technically, I mean, it is, it is her. It started as her money and then he added to it with the oil and stuff. But it is theirs. They're in a marriage. Yes. These decisions should be made by both of them. Now, I think 
if he had talked to her about it, she would have been like, yeah, okay. But it's the fact that he didn't even talk to her. Mm-hmm. Is she still thinking that Jock and Ray drove Gary away? Would she be upset? I think that she's having conflicted feelings about it, for sure. But I think she's going She's going to come to some peace about it eventually. And it's just literally how Jock is handling it, uh-huh. too. Like, if he went and talked to her and said, like, I know your feelings, but, like, he's my son, and I'd like to include him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She probably would have, like, maybe at first been, like, I have to think about it. But I think that I really believe Ellie would have come around and said, okay, yes, it's the right thing to do. Definitely, because... I think right, so. Right, because initial, initially she was stung when Gary said, oh... The ranch is in good hands. I don't have to come back here. And that really crushed her hope. But of that wasn't Ray's fault because it wasn't, it wasn't well, Ray's fault. And it was, it was all Gary. Like, hell, I don't want to be here. And I, and she was taking that out on the wrong person. Right. Right. You would, you would, you would think that's how it's going to go. Uh, dialing back from spoiler. <laughs> I mean, she's Miss Ellie. Like she's not going to, Miss Ellie doesn't care She's the one, okay, this is my thought on that. Miss Ellie is the one who told Sue Ellen to adopt if she wanted a child that badly. She would love somebody in the family no matter how they came to be there. Right. So, I, yeah, and, and yeah. I know Jock, mm-hmm. like, messed around, had an affair. It was wartime, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when she comes down off of her mad, it's, it's, it's right. Ellie Southworth viewing. She's going to let it go. Right. When she puts the horse whip uh-huh. away and the shotgun back in the hall she closet. She was just having some feelings about it, which she's allowed she's to have feelings about it. She's allowed and, to have feelings about it. And she's and, also allowed to be pissed that her husband didn't talk to her about something very big. Yes. Yes, she is. And, yes. and yes, agreed on all of that. Anyway. Like you said, when they're married and it's 50-50 and the money and this mm-hmm. and that, and it's oh, theirs and not trust me, his I or see my hers. Own having their arguments about it. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. One of them will make a decision and not talk to the other one. And it's usually my father who does it. Yep. Communicating. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, Jock says he'd like to communicate. He's like, hey, I'd really like to talk to you now, which is like maybe a little too little too late, Jock. Yeah. And Lu- Ellie says as much, and she's just like, yeah, she's like, I got to go now. Bye. Time to do that. <laughs> she's, she's leaving because... Because the DOA is going to stop Takapa, and he's like, we really got to like, talk. Right. She's like, talk. nah, you know, we should have done that before you messed with the trust, buddy. Bye. Mm-hmm. I don't got time for this, so bye. Before, before you messed with the trust, and you lost my trust. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we cut to Ray's. Then he's like, Meanwhile. And, <laughs> and, and it's weird. This book... Uh, the 25 years says that this is the first time we see inside Ray's house, which is wrong because we saw it in the last episode. And what book is it? Uh, The Barbara Curran book. Which is Dallas, the complete story of the world's favorite primetime soap opera, which if you are interested in that, you should buy it at your favorite bookstore. So Ray and Donna are all cozy and cuddly in Ray's house, and Ray asks Donna if she's going to tell Ellie about Takapa. And she's like, yeah, she's. This puts me in a bad that's position. That's not my place. She's like, this is a bad yeah. position for me, which she's not wrong. Like, it's not her place to tell Ellie. Ugh. I can see where that is like really conflicting, though. Yeah, right, because she doesn't want to keep something. From he her. says, well, well, you all could just back off the whole Takapa right, issue. Like, right. And she's like, dude, just stop. Wait a minute. Didn't, 
Didn't they just have that argument? Yes. Yes, they This did. thing seems to be driving a wedge between a lot of people. Yeah, just a bit. He said, you know, it's land that's not being used. You know, my mind's, you could turn a profit. And she's like, well, you sound like a greedy businessman, not that cowboy that I, uh, that I met and fell in love with. And ultimately, they agree to leave Takapa outside the house. Yep. Yeah. Because they're not going to agree on that. Uh, so Lucy is at the like uh, casting call audition thing for M- Miss Young Dallas and unprepared. Did they give Charlene one purple outfit for this episode and have her just repurpose it and re-accessorize hey, it? Maybe. She's cute, she, though. She looks every, really cute. Yeah, she's got that little hat and that little, little like, bow tie type thing. Yeah, and the little and uh, suspenders. Suspendery. Yeah, I dig that look. Because she wore purple the every scene in this episode except huh. I think the last scene. I did not notice her purple theme this episode. And I thought, oh, let's see, the wardrobe gave her one outfit and said, we're just going to reaccessorize this thing and Maybe. get you through an episode on the cheap. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. She is unprepared. One of the fellow models is like, so you don't have a resume or headshots or anything? And, and she's just a deer in headlights. Like, what? I was supposed to bring stuff? <laughs> it, uh, it's almost like the other one's trying to psych her out and get her out of her head. Maybe. I, right. It's either she's psyching her out or she's trying to be helpful, but kind of being a little, like, questionable about it. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know in that modeling it's probably a cutthroat business we don't probably none of us know but i would guess just trying to you know backstab their way to the top or you know but she i mean she is she doesn't have anything with her and she isn't prepared and uh alex kind of says as much when she goes in to see him i didn't realize i mean i guess i should have realized he was going to be the one to personally pick the model but um He's just like, so where's your headshots? And she's like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to have any. Whoops. So he, he says, here, go to this photographer friend of mine and get them done and come back with them. And she's all excited and she leaves and Pam comes in and tells her Lucy got the job. I don't know. And he hasn't even seen anybody else, basically. I feel like there's, <laughs> still like- I feel like there's strings attached here. I was like, he, right. so he, he was really professional, so and I'm like, mm, you're too, mm, yeah, this is too easy, mm-hmm. you're not being creepy, what's going on, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he was basically right. like, I don't really care who it is, but if y- it makes you happy, Pam, mm-hmm. then I'll pick Lucy. And Pam's like, uh, okay, <laughs> all right. Creepo, creepo. Uh, it matters more mm. that I please you, Pam. <laughs> okay. Okay, mm. okay bruh. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, yeah. And then we cut to the Dr. Elby's ca- uh, psychiatric couch where Sue Ellen is lying down. That is like... Looking like she's in a goddamn trance. Right? Like the trance she was in when she was hypnotized to remember <laughs> whether she shot JR or yeah, not. Yeah, basically. Yep. <laughs> It's so cliche, though, like lying on the couch in the psychiatrist's office. I know. So cliche. This is, a, this is an interesting scene. But she though. looks pretty chill, actually. She's yeah. like, she starts off by saying, pretty much saying that her life is meaningless without uh, Dusty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, excuse me, woman, you have a damn child. I know, uh, I know. Poor John Ross. 
<laughs> yeah. I if this kid doesn't, you know, grow up to be in like a criminal or a drug act or something or drunk for neglect and all this stuff, uh, I'll be surprised. Have some issues, maybe. Yes. Um, but he reminds her that she should be proud of herself and. Like he, he's like he's proud of her because she's abiding by Dusty's wishes and not just going after what she wants. So she's being very strong there, and that she should keep going with that. And she's she's done so much, and she should trust her instincts uh-huh. and let the let the past be the past and move on. Forge your own path into the future, right. to infinity and beyond. That's <laughs> <laughs> just flying with style. Um, she says she'll, she's, bleh, she says she'll try. She's unsure, but she'll try. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I guess, all you can ask. Mm. And so Leslie and GR are watching the election returns and Bobby's in the lead. And she thinks the family must be really proud of him. And JR is just gleeful. And he's like, yeah, they might be proud for now. But sooner or later, he's going to fall from grace because of the Takapa deal. Like he's going to... He's going to piss off either mama or daddy. And and then you can just see how happy that makes JR. What did he have, like a 12,000 vote lead in that area or something? And then something. it was going to grow? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Voter fraud, <laughs> not. Uh, hanging chads. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Oh my God. And then Jordan Lee calls to see if JR is interested in some oil leases. And Leslie asks if she can sit in on the meeting. I don't like that idea. JR doesn't seem to love it, but he doesn't say no. I don't like the idea. And then we cut to Jock Punk. Stick to, mar- stick to marketing. Do, do, your, do your marketing, right, your right, PR. Right. Jock Punk and Ray are also watching TV um, of the election results, and it seems that Bobby has won. Their reactions and then we cut from were just classic. In a landslide. I had trouble at first telling if that was Morgan Woodward, who oh, plays Punk, uh-huh. doing that, letting out that whoop, or coming from the TV. It was kind of. Off, I thought it was Punk, but I, I'm I, I'm going to give credit to Punk Anderson because it. It, it fits with his character. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Letting out that whoop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Punk said that that's going to work in their favor for Takapa. Right. Yes, he does. And then uh, Ray and Jock leave for um, the acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. And then we also see Cliff drowning his misery at the lounge where Afton sings. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd see watching Afton, this on TV. but we just see her poster in the background. But he's drinking heavily. He's doing like doubles of bourbon. That exterior shot of that lounge is uh, not good. It, it makes it's it very dark. It's drab. And it, I always, I guess, pictured that place to be like a fancier thing, but that really just like looks like some lounge that would be like on the side of a road next to a, like an Applebee's <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like near the South Fork Hotel, they had a place called Twin Peaks, uh, the oh, restaurant the chain. The restaurant oh, chain. Oh, the restaurant yeah. chain. It's but, like Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> it was Hooters. Right? It is like Hooters. It, that's what Twin Peaks yeah, is. Except for. Yeah, Twin 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 Peaks. That's what they're talking it's about. It's Hooters, right? yeah. except for then every single person I know would send me pictures whenever they went past one. They're like, look, Twin Peaks. <laughs> I was tempted to walk in there one day and just go, can I have a damn fine slice of cherry pie, please? And I just 
I bet you would not be the first person who did that either. Yeah, but that 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 exterior shot really needs to be redone because it just looks it looks bad. <laughs> right. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a video critic. <laughs> <laughs> As a videographer, I shot composition was poor. <laughs> Fair enough. And then we go to the headquarters where Bobby's making his acceptance speech, and. Donna and Ellie are so excited because of what he's going to do for Takaba. Did you notice the um, composition of this scene where the, all the men are on one side of the stage and the women are on the other side mm. of the stage? To show the division. Dun, dun, dun. And the looks that each one of them give Bobby <laughs> before we cut. Poor Bobby. There's trouble ahead. Yes, there's definitely trouble ahead. I, I wrote, there's oof, yeah, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this is not going to go down well. This is going to go down with like a bottle of castor oil at a blueberry pie eating contest in Stand By Me. <laughs> and I do, I, I saw a few people of color in the audience in this scene, which is like the first time this season, I think. So, yay, a little diversity in Dallas. That's true, because I just remember uh, Irma P. Hall as the caterer in the miniseries barbe uh, barbecue episode. Yes, yes. Till that was, Tilly? That was a while ago. Oh, and then when they went to the poor side of town where when Swellen was buying the baby. Mm -hmm. um, and from Talia Balsam. From Talia Balsam, yeah. Uh, but yes, the show has a serious <laughs> lack of diversity. So whenever I see someone and someone not being a server of some sort, thank you, I'm going to point it out <laughs> and give them at least a little bit of credit. And, and it's, it's funny, when they were on the TV screen as Bobby and Pam were coming in, I saw this guy with whitish hair that moved past a couple times, and from the back... He looked a similar to David Wayne, so I'm going, oh, is Digger Barnes floating around in the, <laughs> Digger Barnes number one, floating around as an extra in this uh, scene? That would be weird. <laughs> I don't think Digger Barnes would have been clapping. No, he wouldn't. Maybe he was there with a gun. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Bob Bobby's speech is short and to the point, not like some of those long, drawn-out political speeches. I wish more political speeches were short and to the point. Right? Yeah, agreed. Oh, man. I wish just, Some like, all speeches crap. were short and to the point. Who has the time? For real. Yeah, seriously. Going on about all this crap, and I'm sitting there going... <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Where are we? Oh, oh. oh Bobby and Pam sitting on okay. the stairs. Yeah, they're sitting on the stairs, was, super tired. It looks like they're in jail. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. They looked they like, like prison they bars. I think it was tank, But I was like, why, guys? Why are you sitting on the stairs? Like, Why? That was weird. It's a weird move, right? I thought the composition of that scene was set up to show that they're going to be <laughs> imprisoned by the senatorial seat with what's coming with Takapa. Probably. This is Patrick Duffy's first time directing, I think, so he's going to go all out. And what's, what was interesting about um, Patrick Duffy directing was uh, Steve Canale found him a little bit more precise a director than Hagman, but was also good-natured and easy to work with. Hmm, that sounds like a good director. And something very interesting that I actually should have mentioned was that um, their relationship as actors changed when he directed this episode because they were, up till this point, we're in what, season four? Mm -hmm. But thereabouts? They 
were never truly comfortable with each other. Who could have fooled me? Victoria and, and, and Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, Interesting. There was that friendly competition when you got into a scene and... I remember... She developed... They were very territorial. He said they were very territorial in front of the camera and it was a strain. But when once he directed, Victoria developed an... He developed an appreciation for her and for the first time she started to trust him. Hmm. And some of their best scenes are on the show or between them and they happen after they got comfortable with each other. Hmm. And it brought a professional aspect to their relationship. So I find it interesting that it for them to say that it took four years right. for them to yeah. break down into that. And it's funny too, because there were a couple of great outtakes from this episode and you would have thought just from those, I would have thought just from those that they were already there. Yeah. Hmm. The, the, I was surprised. I was surprised when I read that re- reading up for, on this episode for the yeah, that is surprising. Tonight, but um, so they're sitting on the chair on the stairs. They're super tired, and Pam has been worrying about Cliff, but she says she knows it's not Bobby's fault, and that she's proud of him. And I feel like that's does a lot of like getting that elephant out of the room a little bit, and like just clears the mm-hmm. air between them enough, and yeah. And they go upstairs, and she gives him a present, which is wrapped in some of the ugliest wrapping paper I have seen. His soapbox. His very own soapbox. A literal soapbox. Which is... All right. Bobby's not interested in the soapbox, though. He wants wants to bing, bang, bong. He wants a different kind of box. (laughs) He wants to go to Pound Town. (laughs) He's a drizzle man. I mean... back. And finally, finally... Finally, because they've been fighting. Right. Maybe there was some angry the first, steps in like, there, but... Right, this is the they first go to pound town consensual, like, oh, we both really want each other sexy time mm-hmm. that we've seen this season, in a while. maybe? And, uh, one other thing we forgot to do at Sue Ellen's scene with Dr. Elby. She said, oh. I don't understand. Oh, okay. Drunken late. So then... Leslie comes home. Yeah, Leslie comes home to find Justin, her ex, on her couch. Justin Carlyle. I wonder if it's related to Duke Carlyle. Apparently, he kept his key. Yeah, this is a little on the sad side, I think, from his point of view. Like, this is, dude, dude, what are you doing? This is what, I guess, a stalker would do, like, pre-texting days, you know? This is like texting your ex at, like, 3 in the morning. Yes. The dude is... Just pathetic. Yeah. It's just... He's all like, you need me. Like, you're forgetting that you need me. And she's like, the fuck I do? What are you talking about? And, and I haven't needed you up till now. Uh, Why would I need you? Right. And he's like, you know, JR's going to figure out, you know, what you're up to. And he only hired you because you're the new girl in town. And he doesn't actually need you. I mean, and, I mean, he's not wrong about that. Um, and when he gets bored with you... He's, you're, I'll be right here. Right. And she was just like, you're boring, <laughs> which is, that's pretty hilarious, actually. Kind of is boring. It's a very, like, Regina boring. George thing to say. You're boring. He's boring and boring and sad. Yeah. Boring and sad. Just, ugh. <laughs> then she throws him out. I was wondering if he was going to leave with his drink, but she took it back. <laughs> that's right. Mwah, mwah, she took the drink back. Yeah. And she said, JR needs her and... 
this is to herself, obviously, out loud. Uh, he just needs to be reminded how much. Right. And it's like, what does that mean, Leslie? I don't... Does it mm. have something to do with those little reels of tape that she's recording? Mm. On? Right. Right. So we cut to breakfast. Uh, breakfast. And JR's doing what Bobby should have done when Bobby was running the company. He's just kind of like telling Jack a little bit, just giving him nuggets about what's going on. He tells him that the cartel is coming knocking. And um, and Jack's pretty good. He's happy to know the info, and he's 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 happy about that. Yeah, but it, this is like the other child getting more attention because he has a bigger news. Bobby comes down with the with the with the hat from the election, right. and Jack's all happy and blah blah blah. And you can tell Jr. looks uh, like oh you crestfallen. Yeah, stole my you stole my attention exactly. Remember me? Remember me? It, that was like third grade. Uh, JR right there, like, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I imagine that was what Jimmy Fallon's childhood was like, because he always comes across as an attention starved child on the show. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> How he always inter he, he interrupts his musical guests, like Billy Joel that one time. Billy wanted to punch him in the face. It looked like it. Uh, but huh. I've never watched Jimmy story. Fallon, so I don't know. You're not missing anything. He's horrible. <laughs> not true. I only I see he Jimmy is, Fallon on the Universal Studio tour. When you go through that, Jimmy Fallon hosts that as you're going around, and it's he's pretty annoying. So there are some yeah, good he, things. He, he can't sing. He needs to stop trying to sing. First of all, um, so Suellen, yes, Suellen goes to Dusty's and she sees that the house is for sale, and she just stands across the street with the saddest look on her face. Mm. Wah, wah. She gets in the car and drives away. Yeah. Then we cut to Ray and Donna. They're coming. Where are they? They're coming out of some building. I think they bought the marriage stairs. license. Is my guess. Oh. Okay. I think they just okay. bought it. Um. And then she was like, "Well, what if we have Jock and Ellie stand up for us? You know." And Ray's like, mm. "I'm not Ellie's number one. F uh, Ellie's not my number one fan right now." Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't want it to be awkward, and he feels like that might be awkward at this moment. So they choose Bobby and Pam. Let's go to a Justice of the Peace wedding, which is kind of fitting because Bobby and Pam got married at a Justice of the Peace in New Orleans. Yep, yep. And then we cut to Suellen. She calls Clint, and she asks him if he wants to have lunch. And he was like, yes, I'm really wanting to hear from you, Suellen, since I've been gone on my trip. Then, I've been missing you. Salty. So, then why didn't you call her, Suellen? I mean, I mean, Clint, why didn't you call her? I don't. How long ago you, did he get back? I had the feeling like he just got back. It sounds like he just oh, he got back. he was in Japan, yeah, right? I think he might have just got back. Yeah, he was in Japan. Yeah. yeah. So Sue Ellen is moving on to her plan uh, B, which is Clint. Which, yeah, this is her moving on is Clint. So they're going to meet at Madison's at 1230. <coughs> rebound, rebound. <laughs> yeah. So then we cut to the cartel at Ewing Oil, where Jordan Lee and Mary Lee are giving this whole presentation to Jr. and Leslie. About coal mining in Utah. Yeah, which seems what pretty what? random. Um, I mean, <laughs> there's some alternative energy. Not. Right. And Mary Lee's playing it like, we don't really need you, Jr. but we're doing this as a sign of goodwill towards you that we're going to let you in on this. Then what the hell are they there and making is, a presentation she, for? She is flip-floppy. She's flip-floppy because once 
they got the Asian Wallace back, she was all like in heat at JR's power and all that stuff and everything. And then and then she was invites him over the house, but he cancels to go over to Leslie's and maybe she's a little annoyed at that. Probably. And on. also she got a hold of herself a little bit, I think. And she she cooled down and so now she's trying to play hard to get again. Uh, and hmm. um yeah. This is and this is why Leslie should not be at this meeting. Well, no, I think Leslie, uh, she actually, I think she has a fair point. She's like, you're talking about strip mining, and that has a lot of bad connotations right now. Like, people are talking about that all over, and if we're trying to get Ewing Oil up in the press, like, maybe this isn't the best move. So she's actually doing her job, right? Um, she probably should have waited to say so after they left. Um, right, which is why I... Yeah, but they get. I think she's just trying to assert her power at this point, right? Yeah. But they get ridiculously upset about it. Like I think they overreacted. I think Jordan Lee is like Mary Lee is like some kind of. She's putting on the air, you know, like I, I'm so shocked, and Jordan Lee's no better. He's like, <laughs> it's what Jordan Lee in this episode. Jordan he is a Lee. shitbag in this episode. A fucking he is a, he is a shit bag thing. and a half, yeah. and Marilee Stone and uh, her fake uh, what is it, the the fake pro clutching she's doing right now? Oh, oh like, I know, come yeah, on. total pro clutching. Right, and How some dare of Jordan you? Lee's di- really? some of Jordan Lee's dialogue later on is just um, yeah. Off the charts. I like if Jordan Lee could have challenged uh, Leslie to a duel. He would have just, uh-huh. I said, good day, sir, is what he would do, because he is pissed. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm going to save that dialogue that he uses later I for later. The same, but he does. I'm sorry. I noticed the same word no, coming out over and over and over again in this episode. Uh-huh. Yep. I, and it has. I think we heard the same word. It has negative connotations, baby. All the negative connotations. All the negative connotations. Yeah, he gets worse, but in this scene, he does say, "You telling? Uh, are you telling me you're letting a woman do the talking, JR? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what did I just hear, Jordan, come out of your stupid mouth? Not to mention, okay. Mar- okay. Lee Stone is sitting right there, and uh, last I checked, she was a woman, who was uh, right. very much in charge of what is now her company. Or was her company to begin right. with that her husband kind of married into? Yeah. Like, yeah. Stonehurst Oil. So, yes. wasn't that the, wasn't that, right. wasn't it Marilee's like father's company or something that Seth yeah. married and into? And I think Seth and married into Stonehurst. So, I'm wondering if her maiden name was Hurst? Maybe. That would, that sounds right. Marilee Hurst. That doesn't sound, that doesn't roll off the tongue. She's Southern, but, but she's it, German. It could be, though. <laughs> I mean, right. So they, they the storm out. Not the first I've ever met, seen, whatever. <laughs> JR lays into Leslie <sighs> after they Okay, leave. dude, he is so lucky right now. She, she's in PR. Like, she could ruin him with one phone call. That uh-huh. was stupid. That was stupid. And the way he talks to her is he's like, don't you ever do that to me again. Like, I care too much about you to do it in front of people, but, like, don't, don't ever do that. And she's just like, Who's a f- whatever, buddy. And she pieces out. He's talking to her like, In- like, she's, like she's Sue Ellen. 
Right. And she's, and she's not. just like, yeah, whatever the movie. See ya. Bye. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't talk to Sue Ellen like that, but... He should. Right. And don't talk to someone like Leslie. She's not going to put up with it. She's not your wife. She is a professional. Like, would you would you talk to one of the boys in the cartel like that? No, you wouldn't. Of course he wouldn't. No. No, he wouldn't. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm. you wouldn't. So, fuck off. Okay. How many moments of no. fuck off man are there in this episode? Because... Yeah, there's so many. There's so many. It's really hard because, so I'm like, just... I like men, but I also fucking hate them. <laughs> well, in this episode, there's not a lot of good representations of men in this there... this episode. No. And I'm going to tell you, I'm so we don't have it this episode because I just ordered it on Amazon.com, but we're getting a garbage bell. So every time someone's garbage, we're going to go ding, 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 because they're being fucking garbage. So we're just going to say garbage bell because we don't have it yet. That is it's coming. awesome. <laughs> Should we all get like a separate but like sound effect? Because we can there, do that. Oh yeah, you totally yes. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Yes. There is some something for I can see Jr.'s point of not wanting to have his authority undermined in front of the cartel, but the way he handled it, the way he handled it was very unprofessional. Right, and I know I've been in a situation where when I worked at a school, one of the teachers there used to undermine my authority in front of her students right which is not great and no no so in a way this kind of reminds me of that whole area of undermining people's position in front of other people and when you have an issue you need to take it quietly to the side and deal with it right and i feel like mostly i okay like maybe she should have waited to say so later but actually i think that she was doing the right thing by saying like this is not a great thing to get into and i don't i think how upset they got about it was way overblown like that was like Mm. because she was calling it what it is it's it's almost like they were waiting to fly off the handle right right yeah, I don't know. Like they were looking for something to blow up about. There was a lot of overreacting, I know, in that scene. And Leslie is just like, I'm yeah. just here doing my job, guys. So, okay. <laughs> anyway. Let's go back to Alex's office. Right. Where Lucy brings her pictures, her headshots. And he just automatically is like, oh, cool. Well, you've already got the gig. So here's a thousand bucks. She's, w- <laughs> she's wearing the purple again. Right, yes. Yes, she is. And this time she's gotten rid of the hat. Mm-hmm. And she's put a scrunchie in the back <laughs> of her she's hair. She's mixing it up. And she's got she's got rid of the uh, bow tires thing and unbuttoned a little bit on the top. I mean, chances so I, are they probably filmed these scenes in the same day. So. Yes. Makes sense. That's my guess. Makes sense. Even her scene later at South Fork because she was wearing purple mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has she just gets she gets a thousand dollar advance for doing it and she like loses her mind she's so excited she's like i think this is the first money she's ever made so mm. she's just geeked beyond she is belief on and, top of the world i mean and, that first paycheck her, man there's her, nothing like it it's right, like, that's true <laughs> right. mine was did, did not we, that did much. we all did we all photocopy our first paycheck and like, not my first didn't. so alex calls pam but jackie answers and pam's not there so i don't even I don't even know what the point of that was. It was just like, all right, okay. What? Which one? Oh, because Alex. I think that's to show that like Alex is calling, but like Pam isn't 
being available and making time for him. I think that's what that's supposed to show. Right? Okay. Like, he did something for her, but she's, like, not there. Which she would have been, you know, a couple episodes ago. But I'm waiting for his call. Right. So, I think that's what that's and trying to show. She would have been ready to go to Pound Town. She was thinking about it. Um, mm. And then, oh, Cliff. This is... Cliff's cleaning out his office. This is interesting. This is an interesting scene. It is. It's. I like this scene. He's right. salty. Just <laughs> a little bit. That's very salty. Because Bobby comes in because it's his office now. Yep. Bobby's office. Right. So he's cleaning, and so Bobby apologizes and says he wishes it hadn't worked out this way. Um, and Cliff doesn't believe him. Doesn't believe a word he's saying. Cliff says, you know... You have no political experience. I have more experience. You're going to eat you up, and you, you you need to learn, and blah, 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 and all this. So what does Bobby do? Bobby says, hey, well, if you're so much more experienced and I'm naive, maybe you should teach me. And Cliff was not expecting it. That's the last thing that he expected out of Bobby's mouth. And he's just like, what? Are you asking me to work for you? And Bobby's like, yeah, why not? Like, you... I need, I need a good team. I need legal counsel. Yeah. And uh, then Cliff's like, well, how do you know you can trust me? Mm. And Bobby says, you know what? I'm going to take my chances. And then Cliff sticks this little, pokes it with a, like a little fork here. He goes, I'm not doing it for you or for Pam. I just want to see the look on JR's face when he hears the news. Right. And then he cut to Bobby, and Bobby's just like, you can read his face where he's like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to Clint and Suellen at lunch at Madison's. Their little date. Madison's She's 1230. That's what I feel like this whole season Madison's is. Madison's 1230. <laughs> He's basically uh, getting hot and heavy and throwing himself at Clint. I feel like this is where Sue Ellen's like, okay, second choice, second choice, second yep. choice. Yep. Clint, <laughs> Clint, you're the rebound. At least she's back not up. going. Back up, back up. <laughs> at least she's not like trying to get back in with JR after all he's done. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just like, well, if I don't get dusty, I'm going to get, I've always wanted to try it with Clint. They're, Let's just do it. If, they, if I, I didn't feel like they had chemistry. If, if I, I feel like it was forced. Yes. That's why I said a monster. He's a nice man. It, it was a little boring. He, he's, he's nice, but he's boring to so me. So this is, he's, I just think it's because he has all these like eighth grade feelings for her still. Uh-huh. Right? They're those and like so, first love, super strong Feelings that aren't based in any reality. Oh he just has all of these eighth grade feelings. Yeah, you're speaking and to my he's soul. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, he's telling her like all these things. Oh. And he's like, I just like, I don't think I can keep doing this because of how I feel. And I'm not a person who can do both things and make it. I'm going to have to make a choice. And like, from the sounds of it, like he's ready to just like leave his wife for her. And she's Bruh. just like, hey, how about we just don't make that choice today? Let's just put a pin she, in that. She's basically, <laughs> she's basically in heat there at the right, table. She's just kind of like. I just like because you know this well, like yeah. she doesn't have those feelings. She's like, I just want to fuck right now, okay? 
Right. She just wants. She just wants to fuck. And she she has no plans beyond that. No. So she doesn't want him to do anything because she's like she doesn't want to be and a party to that. A woman taking control of her sexuality the, like that in 1981. What the fuck? Those right, right, right. This 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 is like um, Swellen knocks on door number one. Dusty's not answering. Ah, I'm going to go to door number two. Hello, Clint. How are you? Come and Mary, you you spoke to my soul because I feel like I'm still <laughs> single at 35, almost 36, because I'm comparing every man I meet to that middle school first love and the way I uh, felt. Yeah. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay. No, I get nobody that. Ma- totally. If nobody makes me feel those butterflies like he did, then there's not worth it. And I'm like, okay, you are also like... 25 years older now. <laughs> like, what is my, what is wrong with you? Love is more mature than that. But is it really? But I tell I mean, you, so I, innocent, I am 46 years old, and I, Joel, in the eighth grade, a school dance. I swear to God, like, I'm going to be thinking about that when I'm 85. So, so that's a thing. I, it's, I'm, it's a real thing. I'm not, like, weird. <laughs> no, not at all. Like because no, because that's your early feelings for things. They're, they you don't know how to control it. They're yeah. so strong. It's like nerve endings with you the know like strongest. if you have like nerve endings that are just like yeah, I, they're just so I strong thought, in the beginning and then they weaken I after that's, time. That's what, God, for I, I swear to God, I thought that was like real honest to God love. I was like in love with this kid for years, years. And probably into my early 20s. And I hadn't seen him. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just No, weird. that's normal, I think. Well, I'm glad that I don't feel like a complete psycho. <laughs> because. Unless we're psychos together, which is also <laughs> we're possible. We're psychos together. Whatever, it's fine. But no. Good company. Well, it's so funny because I was telling some of my. When I went to New York, I was, I was telling the girls about it. Um, like, we were, we were reminiscing about first loves and shit, and it just it so happens that this guy, like, doesn't live that far outside of New York City. And one of them was like, well, why don't you, like, look him up on Facebook or so? I was like, well, we're Facebook friends. I was like, but it's weird. Like, I, would, I wouldn't do that. I was like, he's married with, like, three children. I'm not going to—what am I going to say? Like, you don't— Be like, hi, I'm in the area. Do you want to, like, hang out? Nah. I mean, you're not going to, like, make out with God, him or anything, but, No, you know. I would never. That, no. No, I wouldn't. But, it's you just, know, just say hi. Was, Sing. That was like Johnny Lawrence looking up Allie on... It's exactly... <laughs> yeah. I, I do that shit all the time. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm the world's biggest stalker on Facebook that there is. <laughs> do, right. Do, do, you, do you think Clint knew Ken Richards, Sue Ellen's other love? Ken Richards? Which one was he? What? Refresh my memory. There's no Ken Richards. There's a Ken Richards. Refresh. Lee Majors. Hold on. Oh God. Um, the reboot. What? What the? God. Yeah. What? No wonder oh. I was like Ken Richards. They weren't really even a thing, though. I think she was just kind of using him. Well, didn't she do? They the, were something at some point off, off, off sc- camera. Okay, off screen. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So was it was it back in the college age or was it between? The two I series wonder, that they knew each other. I'd have to go back and look because. And it's a shame. It's a shame Lee never got to uh, uh, work with Larry on the show because the, he. You know what? To work that could Larry. have been an interesting mm-hmm. thing that friends. we, we should have known more about it because didn't didn't Sue Ellen in the new series say something to Bum like the first time I saw you after I came back from England was when you were in my rearview window, I mean my rearview mirror. Because mm. Jr. was having her yeah. tailed because he was yes. possessive. 
possessive AF. Ooh, let's go to the Cattleman's Club. This is getting yes. good right now. Yeah. So my thoughts on Clint were cliche, blah. <laughs> mm. uh, Jordan uh, comes storming in. Jock says, oh, how did the meeting go? And it it didn't. And I, Jordan says, we can't do business with JR as long as that up that witch, okay. Leslie Stewart, that uppity broad okay. is calling the uppity shots at Ewing Oil. And this is where Mary, this is where Mary and I take over and have a man-hating sesh. Because Oh my god. Okay, because if anyone uses you. the word uppity in front of something, they can fuck right off. Mm-hmm. Uppity insert because it's basically any fucking slur afterwards. <laughs> fucking bullshit. It is. And it's always some fucking white man saying so, too. I'm just going to throw that in there. For, first, he called her that bit, that witch, Leslie Stewart. And then he said uppity, uppity broad. Uppity broad. Motherfucker. So, so this you, is where the garbage bell. This is why we need a garbage jo- bell. I was watching my TV okay. going, garbage bell, garbage bell, garbage bell. And I said, wow. Jordan's eyeballs are popping said, out of wow. his head. Oh, my God. His Jordan smoke's Lee coming sucks. out of his ears. <laughs> Wow, Jordan Lee sucks. Fuck it. I liked Jordan Lee until this moment, and then I was ready to throw him out the window. Sorry, sorry, Dawn Star. We love you. We do not like Jordan Lee right now. Yeah. Mm. Mary, Mary, I know you say this for JR, but let's hear it for Jordan Lee. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Jordan Lee. 100%. Just fuck your stupid face. Fuck right off. (laughs) Fuck you. Not having it. Not having it, Jordan Lee. Oh, I love you it. want some more man-hating? We can go all night, man. I, it's not man-hating. It's toxic man-hating. Tox- I'm going to throw that in toxic, there. It's toxic man-hating. Toxic masculinity. Because Down with the patriarchy. It's toxic masculinity. Right. It's a good A real man wouldn't say that bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just toxic men. So fuck them. That uppity bitch. I love when lines and things like this come up because it makes for a great podcast episode. <laughs> Makes more interesting anyway. Yes. Oh, it does. <laughs> oh, All right, then God. we go to Sue Allen and Clint entering a hotel room. And I was like, wow, this is. They go into Pound Town. Could they you go into Pound Town. Right. And Everything is I, so cliche okay. with him. The, the flattery, so the meals, the hotel room. Like, this is like some I corny know. seduction. Like, it is. But this but time he can afford the hotel room. He can afford the oh, hotel Clint. room. And oh, Clint. I feel really so I feel really <laughs> conflicted about this scene because I know that like he just told her all of his feelings and he's basically like, I just have so many feelings. And so I like I feel bad for him. But then also like so with Sue Ellen, I'm kinda like, girl, get it. You know? But at the same go, time go for it. At the same Get time, I'm like, doo. she's vulnerable right now and probably not making the best decisions. And he doesn't. Oh, she's she's she not. He doesn't know that. He's making a terrible choice. Yeah. Yeah. He's also making some shitty choices. Uh, I mean, that, yeah. I, this is not. None yeah. of this is a good choice. But. So, so, El- so Ellen, Dr. Elby told you you're in control, you have the ability to She's make like, good choices right, at this point. I choose to get late. In- <laughs> I think she feels like she is, like, taking control and, mm-hmm. like, Go moving forward. Her nether regions need some attention. Because they, let's face it, do. when you Jeez. engage, when you're a woman and you engage with, okay, this is 1981. You, when you're a woman and you engage in sexual activity with somebody you're not like with, 
in like marriage or a relationship or whatever, that is that is taking control of your right. That's I mean, a power. You're deciding. Then you like you are deciding where who you're having sex with and when and how and like what. That is like it. You I, it didn't even occur to me to put it in that perspective. Like. She made that conscious with a guy, decision to with go a to guy, the hotel room with him, knowing what was going to happen. She did, right, right. When a guy when a guy does that back then, he's getting lucky. When a woman does that back then, she's thought of as a trap, yeah. which is fucking bullshit. Which is it's fucking bullshit. bullshit, and I'm gonna say that's mm-hmm. all bullshit. Um, because it's, but what you um, what you said, Josh, is that that mindset was true and still is true, and it sucks. And no, Sue Ellen is very much taking charge of her life and sexuality and she's it's just a it's just a patriarchal yeah state of mind and which is bullshit does it go back does it go back to the man is assertive and the woman is a bitch oh is that what it goes back to right that's part of it yeah yeah that it's yes it goes to a man it all ties into the same it's not good for anyone a man it's not good for anyone like that's the whole thing a man can like go out and do whatever he wants with whoever he wants and it's no big deal but a woman does the same thing and like of her own volition and it's huge it's like terrible it's because women were seen as property mm-hmm. and well wait till, oh, the, which wait till the next scene right. about that right. stay tuned right stay tuned but i do have to say the end of the scene oh clint when Clint, i'm like sue ellen it's like girl girl he's not he's not making that happen the the key the key in the ashtray on on the nightstand come on there's no way yeah and it just pans to the ashtray i'm like wait a minute wait a minute is sue ellen because they're smoldering in those sheets hang on sue ellen's only supposed to be like 34 right now right Something mid thirties, probably. Okay, okay, she's in her prime. Never mind. Go ahead. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, she, she. This is happening too fast. There's no way she's going. Huh. And then I was like, well, it depends huh? on. Hold on, hold on. Who's in her mid thirties? And it also depends a lot on Clint. Just saying that. Look, I'm. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. First love, nostalgia, that kind of right. like feelings. It can take a. It, right. <laughs> I, I. It can be a thing. I get it. I can see that. Kind of. I can see. Not. It seems like she enjoyed herself. Goes to Ellen. I just. I actually. I feel like this is a role reversal for most scenes because she's just there to get laid. And he's (laughs) the one with the feelings. So he's the one that's going to get hurt in this situation. Thank you. Okay. That's. That's it. That's when I was saying that I didn't feel like there was any chemistry. I think she's. She's trying to make that first love come back. And she's. She can't. Because she's trying because, well, and here's the weird part, like her feelings for Clint, like she's kind of like hanging on to it as like nostalgia, but they're not like there anymore because the most recent ones, Dusty and Jr. No matter what she says or what she thinks, Jr. is always going to have the biggest part of her heart. Dusty occupies that in the other half right now. Even though he's kind of told her, like, I don't ever want to see you again. So she's still very raw right. and very vulnerable. She is. So Clint is like, she just, is. it sucks. He's he's familiar and he's a warm body. Right. And it's better than the bottle. It's better than the bottle. Which would be her and, other crutch there. Well, because. And there are the, the four orgasms. The positive. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The negative, oh no, oh no. The religious, oh god, oh god. And then the fake orgasm, oh Clint, oh Clint, oh Clint. <laughs> I guess. 
<laughs> um, okay, buckle up for this next scene. Jock if you're is... driving right now, just pull over because this is <laughs> or at yeah. least this is intense. Fasten your seatbelts. Right. It starts with the sliding doors slamming shut. That's sinister as fuck, by the way. The That's d- like setting Jock up for some like. <sighs> Like, it's like, mm-hmm, what is mm-hmm. going to happen here? He's going to, uh-huh, he's, he he's about to take JR's head off. <laughs> now, I want to give props out to Jim Davis for fighting through these he episodes. He acted the shit out of with this. With his scene. health. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> I, other than his voice, I forgot he was sick watching this scene. Yeah, yeah, he did a good job. That said, so let's. I really hated him the scene, which means yep. that he did a really he did good a job. <laughs> May, may I may I use the uh, set the scene here? Yes. He says, um, "I said Jr. gets dressed down by Jock for letting some no count alley cat screw up the deal with Fuck the cartel." Jock. No count alley cat, <laughs> motherfucking one. That's <laughs> and then motherfucker. A woman's, a woman's, all a woman's of you put together is what she is. Fuck you. I'm, may I go yes. into Jock's yes. uh-huh. use his yes. tone of yes, voice? Yes, yes, yes. He says, "A woman's place is in the bedroom, and not so the glad. boardroom." And, and who overhears that? Walks Ellie, and she's and like, hmm. she's just like, she says exactly what I said. Well, she's like, "Very nice, Jock." And then he's just like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "Well, uh, I didn't know you were staring there, Miss Ellie." And she's like, "Obviously, oh, no, no. And she's obviously like, yeah, not." Yeah, well, obviously. No Duh. shit. So. A woman, a woman's place is two steps behind the man, except when they're walking through a minefield. Miss Ellie just walked into uh-huh. a minefield, and she's like, "Guess what? <laughs> I brought the atom bomb." <laughs> yeah, Miss Ellie's like, "I have reached my limit with all you motherfuckers, and y'all going down." She's just like, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. This, fuck you. I'm out." <laughs> this is the big. This is the biggest mushroom cloud since World oh, right. War II. Uh, she's call, she calls him on all of his shit. She's like, you, everything you touch, you spoil. Like, oh, Which is an interesting parallel. <laughs> Ooh, we're not there yet. It's an interesting parallel to something that happens f- coming up. Use people up and throw them away, including your family. Somebody, Ouch. somebody needs. Your mom's saying that. Somebody Damn. needs to, somebody needs to do it. They, she has, yeah, she and John have let Jr. get away with all his shit, all his life. He's never gonna learn. She should have done this shit when he was fifteen. Younger. <laughs> Younger. Younger. Right. Yeah, she should have done this shit. Stop that shit in its tracks. Oh yeah. Yes. She should have been doing this when he was being breastfed for crying out loud. Just <laughs> I remember she right said he him. was a really shy child, and I'm like that. The quiet ones right. are the ones you have to be careful because they're not talking, <laughs> but they're observing. They're watching. And they're thinking. They're watching. And they're planning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And George Carlin said, "I guarantee you, while you're watching out for the quiet one, while you're watching the quiet one. A loud mofo is going to come in and blow your head off." <laughs> <laughs> Mean. But anyway, that's George Carlin. So I said, and Ellie leaves the scene by going, "You both hell, sick Ellie. of me." And I and I wrote, "Fuck yeah, high five, Ellie." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just and I put, and I uppity. I was sitting here, I was sitting here watching, and I actually, I think people in the hall could hear me go, "Ooh." <laughs> so for like the last the last two scenes before, when I said, "Wow, Jordan Lee sucks," I said, 
that's sinister as fuck, and Jock sucks too. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all the men, all Ooh, all, yeah. all the men he, suck. He, you all suck right now in this episode. All the men suck, except Cl- well, yeah, I guess Clint does. I was gonna say Clint's pretty sweet, but he sucks because he's cheating on his wife. Uh, so yeah, so Cl- yeah, Clint sucks too. <laughs> Sorry about it. Yeah, so I guess he sucks. Too. His methods suck. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, Clint. But actually, what's, you know who doesn't Bo- really... What's Bobby been doing? Actually, Bobby's been okay. Bob, well, he sucks coming up, but he hasn't sucked yet. And actually, surprisingly, Mitch does not really suck in this next scene. Mitch is actually... Oh, this is a very nice scene. Yeah. Mitch is actually pretty cool in the next scene because he... Lucy comes home. Although... Okay. I'll give you my... Okay, okay. Go ahead. So, I expected him to react differently, but so Mitch comes home, Lucy's all jazzed because she got her first paycheck, and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, and he's like, I have great news, and she's like, I have great news too, let me go first, and he's like, okay, you go first, and so she shows him the check. Ladies first. She shows him her $1,000 check for, you know, just existing, basically, and being pretty, And, and he's just like... Oh my God. Like he's just dumbfounded because he's literally like, I've never That's... held this amount of money in my hand before. So he takes, Which, really? he takes a check right. out of his coat for like 60 bucks. What his wallet. His wallet. Out out his co- wallet I'm sorry that I said it. coat instead of wallet. Okay. So his billfold. <laughs> I just remember him <laughs> unfolding it. Unfolding it. Yeah. <laughs> he takes a check out of his wallet for 60 bucks that he spent two nights not studying but working for and he's like oh and he says to lucy now what miss ellie said in the previous scene about them ruining everything they touch mitch is like you ewings have the midas touch oh and it was like i didn't put that together it was like oh god so we go to like Mm. the worst shit ever to something really wholesome (laughs) right and, and Lucy had just said, oh, you worked so hard. She was, she was proud like, I love of him. you so right. much, baby. You worked so hard. He, he's he, like, he, hey, he, hey, hey. he got the 60 bucks to, to pay, pay for, for the maid. maid which is why like, that was super sweet. Which because he, he didn't want it. They didn't have the money. He knew he had fucked up. Right. Right. He knew he had fucked up and he right. was trying to make it right. He's making right. By right. overreacting and, like he did. And, and the undercurrent, though, that I just kind of picked up on was... Money is an issue. Money's been an it, issue the whole it, time with them. He, right. But he wants her to earn her own money. But but she, she earns more than him more now. Than him. That's the problem. Right. There, here comes he, his pride he, again. He hasn't, he hasn't really said anything yet. So I'm going to give him credit in this scene where he's just kind of overwhelmed by the amount that it is. We need but to at see. the same yeah. time, you can tell they really love each other. He, Right, and you can see kind of like, the, it's almost like the planting uh-huh. of a seed that her earning more is going to become an issue. with. Right. And she's not, She's he's going you know, to medical school, and uh, working all these jobs and serum counts in the labs with the Dr. Carlisle or Carlin or whatever, and, and this and that and everything he can do just to bring home, you know, crumbs of money and get by and... She just is going to be standing in front of a camera having her picture taken Man. and getting paid right. exorbitant Sign sounds me of up. money. Can I go sit in front of a camera and get paid <laughs> like that? Because, yeah. So that's, I think that's going to probably 
really start make make him uncomfortable. I, I can just it see that making him uncomfortable. But it might, considering what we've seen from Mitch thus far. We need to get Charlene and Lee right. back here to talk about this. Because like I was watching this yeah. today, I was like, oh my god, we should talk to them again. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, how many, they um, remember the wedding. How many of the little episodes and scenes do they remember working with on together? You know, that's what I wonder, wonder about. Like, Yeah. Lots of great stories, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, Sue Ellen. Do not sit there discussing your plan again. God. Sue Ellen Elizabeth, we've talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't say your plans out loud. Do not. <laughs> and JR comes in, just lights into her, has been like, you know, uh, you know, I... I'm glad to hear that you realize you have a child. You know, like. Excuse me, Jr. Where have you been? I, I, throws, throws when did you last like, pick up your child? Jr. You ever changed a diaper? Right. Ever? No. Jr. Do, do you know Mrs. Reeves actually doesn't work there anymore? I was like, you know what? Because when he has no clue. When Sue Ellen came out of her postpartum depression, guess who was taking care of that baby and who has been ever since? I mean, right. it's normal for mm -hmm. a mom, even even a stay-at-home mom to have the grandparents and babysitters take care of them so they can go do their shit. Like, yeah, have a break. That's yeah. Not, so that you can be a good mom. It's not a privileged thing. It's just something that you do, you know, and mm -hmm. she's there with the baby. So and he needs to shut the hell up. Cause he's never there. And I, I think the, he was the sperm donor. Basically, That's what he was. <laughs> well, he said not that wrong. the child came in under, oh, yeah. under suspicious he's, circumstances. He's like, I don't, want you, I don't want to go through this again. And like, basically telling her you're gonna fuck around you better not get pregnant again and she's like oh okay <sighs> whatever <laughs> yep mm -hmm. and i i think when people watch the show and all they see are the are these scenes with sue ellen where she's out doing all this and they don't see her at home she's a very doting attentive mother we know, she's we, right there right because we we know we know these scenes at home take place oh, off camera. Yeah, we don't see the boring They're, parts. We don't see the filler. Right. So everyone just assumes, oh, I see her only doing this. So she must be neglecting her child because she's running after Dusty. And that's she's what JR after thinks and, because he's never fucking there. He's never there anyway. And right. so when he is there, it's like at breakfast and he like he, he has to go on what, what his spies tell him and what, you know, Jock who's like, oh, Sue Ellen's off gallivanting again. We're, I'm sure Miss Ellie would be like, uh, she was with gallivanting. She's with, the, she was with the baby. She was That's with the baby all day, and then she went in town for like an hour. So fuck off. But you know, they're not right. going to listen to her. They'd be like, oh, you're sick enough for her. No. You know, but mm -hmm. no, like Sue Ellen, she's sitting there, like baby talking to the. I mean, she's baby talking about her plans, which is just dumb to the baby. But she's a, she's a, which is so dumb. It's so dumb. But she's a very hands-on mother. She really is. She is. Yep. She's there. She's feeding the baby. She's changing the baby. She's cuddling with the baby. So for him to come and be like, you're neglecting your child. Motherfucker, where have you been? Have you ever rocked exactly. him to sleep? And those are, the, those are the scenes that we as viewers don't see because they take place off camera. Exactly. Because they're, 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 they're not propelling the plot right. forward. Right. Yes. So, so people might sit there going... Oh, she ha we haven't seen her interact with her child in so many episodes. But so the fact she is, like, we're seeing it him. now, so, and right. we know that it happens. Yeah. And the baby, right. I, it like, just happens I know the off baby camera. isn't, like, an actor, but he's not, like, squirming to get away, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, who are you? What? No, he's, like. 
Like in the early scene, like in the early scenes with the baby with Jr. Didn't oh my want any God! Part this of. is like okay. Let's see, absent father versus hands-on mother. Hmm. Right. It it's it's like we know that Miss Ellie probably talks to Gary on the phone from time to time, but it doesn't take place on screen because it has nothing to do with the plot. Well, so. exactly. exactly. And, you know, it's like yeah. the thing, like, Jock would never say anything. We never saw the Brady's go, we never saw the Brady's go to the bathroom on the Brady Bunch, but We never they, saw they anybody did. go into the bathroom on any show. No. We never saw a toilet in the Brady Bunch. You didn't see a toilet on most shows back then. I hate to break it to you. But it's always the Brady Bunch <laughs> that everybody brings up. I'm like, okay, you go back any show, any yes. sitcom before that you never saw a toilet. Ever. Mm-hmm. People, people did not pee. Or, or anything. And they had they had sep- separate breads until separate Fred and Wilma breads. were in the same bed. Yes. I do like my toast. Beds, beds, beds. <laughs> separate breads and beds. In fact, maybe they ate toast in bed. Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> Just like Ernie and Bert is mad. <laughs> uh, so. You know what's it's, you know what I noticed? Bert and Ernie? Yeah. Those were the names of the two guys also in It's a Wonderful uh-huh. Life. Yep, that's what the he named them from. The cab driver. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The more yeah. you know. So Ray and Donna get married. Yay! Yay. That's the new Mrs. Yay. Ewing, kind of. Yeah, give it his kind of. And Bobby wants, Bobby wants to take them to the old Ewing tradition of the champagne breakfast, which is, Dude, five, is minutes awesome, right, five minutes old. Awesome. Five minutes old. Awesome tradition. Yeah, it's one good. to freaking start. <laughs> yep. Except yes, it is. Except Pam is like, mm, yeah, I'm worried about Cliff though, so I gotta go, and she jets, and Bobby's like, oh, sad face. No, Dude. She, she, Pam, Pam has a meeting. Pam. She just says she has a meeting, but she she wonders Pam, why Cliff don't took be the dumb. job. Oh, I guess that's true. I combine those things. Yeah, she she has a meeting. Yeah, she, and then yeah, she's but also like go, worried about Cliff. Why though? Go celebrate this new marriage with your friends. Like, go have mimosas. But she took the time off. Right, she took the time off to go to the wedding. Like, and it's Pam. You know she can get off. She goes out. It's, it's she Pam Evans all the time. She was, and she chooses to right. skip out on mimosas and brunch with her friends who just got married to go sit with her brother who's feeling her friends, her, her family, her family. And like, okay, friends, family, whatever. And it's like she chooses instead to go wallow with her brother in his self pity and his revenge. No, we don't know what her meeting Whatever. was. But why the hell are you going to... Girl, why are you going to go to a meeting when you could have had... Oh. And Bobby oh. kind of looks at her like he knows that, like, oh, why are you... You might have... All right. You might just why hear you uh, Sam and Benson on the... But, but we actually end up finding out what the meeting was. Right. In a little bit. Yeah, we do. We do, because someone shows up. So Bobby and Ray and Donna, they all show up at the house and... Uh, Lucy's there in her purple again. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. the announcement is made. <laughs> like, this is the new new member of the family. And Ellie is super excited, but she seems really happy for them, probably mostly for Donna, but she seems really happy. And then Lucy, like, has to cut in for attention. She's like, but look, I made money. And you can see Ellie kind of, like, side-eye her. She's like, oh, uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Ellie wants to throw them a, uh, a party for the family that evening. She which does, is, yeah, which is con- really sweet. Considering the considering the way she's 
the tension acted. recently. Yeah, it was a nice recently, move. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely a, a, a Miss Ellie move, if ever there was one. Right. And when Lucy said that she's going to be the next Miss Young Dallas and that she wouldn't have gotten the job if it wasn't for her, you know, Pam getting through Alex Ward. Yeah, Bobby all of a sudden. Bye, Bobby. Bobby all of a sudden starts paying attention, and he's like, ooh, Alex Ward. And so he just, like, literally runs. He literally runs, jumps in his car, and the car squeals, so drink. We hear it squeal because they're on the soundstage. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which was actually pretty funny. Um, and then we so, get, the next scene is him storming in to the office. Uh, Pam actually is in a meeting with Liz, Liz, Liz Craig, Craig and Harrison yeah, Page. Right, right. And, I wanted to see Harrison again. Yeah, we haven't seen Harrison in person. Yeah, Yeah, he's, he's boinking <laughs> Liz Craig, so. Yep. And so he goes in mad, like, where is she? And they're like, is she with Alex? And we're like, no. And then he's like, okay. And then just runs out and then storms into Alex's. And Alex is like, you're going to see him go like, oh, shit. All right, here we go. <laughs> Showdown at the OK Corral. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Alex is, I, I give Alex, Alex handles this pretty well. He's like, if you have a problem, you need to talk to your wife. Like, I was here because there was obviously a problem in your marriage. And otherwise, like, she would not have even looked twice at me. So, you know, don't shoot the messenger. Uh. And this all seems to come to as a complete surprise to Bobby. And I wrote, this is all such a, a surprise to dumb Bobby. Oh, you sweet, adorable idiot. <laughs> But maybe it's opening his eyes. Right. He's finally opening his after like a full fucking season. The light has dawned on Marblehead. Oh, my God. A fluffy Marblehead. Which is a town here in Massachusetts, so it has different meaning here. So they say the light has dawned on Marblehead. Oh, okay. In joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. JR can't find Leslie. Yeah, and he's pretty annoyed about it. Yeah. She's depressed about something. Yeah. And then um, Bobby comes in and confronts Pam about Alex and like, oh, my God, Bobby, like she just literally told him that she went to see like he keeps asking her, like, well, why did you go? And she's like, I went to see him to help Lucy. Like, whatever. I knew you'd be pissed. What aren't you getting? I did it to help Oh my Lucy. god! And he like now you're paying attention, Bobby. Like now, uh -huh. like uh, like now isn't the time to get be paying attention and get pissed about like all that stuff is past. Like you missed it, buddy. You missed your chance to get pissed about it. it is there a problem in marriage? And she says there, there. I, it was that way. It was. Right. But then they get interrupted because Jock knocks on the door. Right. Oh god! You goddamn beautiful idiot, Bobby. Jesus. And here we come to the final scene of the episode and a very famous line. Yes. Everybody's celebrating the marriage of Ray and Donna. Uh -huh. Making a nice toast. And JR is not actually shooting off his mouth of surprise. For once. Give him, give him a minute. But yeah, now at this moment. Yeah. And then Ellie... It has she's really excited and she tells up. It's like a little wedding surprise for Donna. Yeah, she's like, I have a surprise. <laughs> Guess what? She's like, we did it. We did it. 
we stopped Takapa. And then Jock looks up, what? And then she's like, yeah, we finally stopped Takapa. And then he says, what, Josh? I am Takapa. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And then. Can we all say, can we all try saying that and see how okay. we do our gravelly voices? I am Takapa. I am Takapa. <laughs> there we go. Jock storms out. Goddamn Sue Ellen. I fucking love Sue Ellen <laughs> in this moment. She's like, here's to you, Donna. Welcome to the Ewing family. I know. It was like, welcome indeed. Slow clap, Sue Slow clap. I mean, I really... And that's when you know... I'm surprised Sue was even home well, that this night. this is when you know Sue sober. That's just her being a salty bitch. That's just Sue Ellen. And it's great. Uh-huh. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I, I'm surprised she uh, pried herself out of that hotel bed uh, and brought herself home for this uh, gathering. <laughs> Well, I mean, she, girl, girl was done, and and um, she was good. She was good to go. She was there for one thing. She she didn't need to loiter. She was done in thirty seconds. Clint was a minute man, and she was out the door. Mm, yeah, she's like, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> and I give this one. Chunk and go. I give this a three eight five, which is high for me, and a literal soap box. High for you, or low for you? High for me. Four eight five is really oh, high four, for me. I thought you said three eight five. You said 385. I did? Yeah. yeah. I, I did hear 385, oh, so yes. correction, I'm used to giving threes. I, I'm giving it a 485 in a literal soapbox. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, Melanie, go ahead. I uh, have to think for me? a minute. Okay. Yeah. Um, I get a 475 and a check for $1,000. $1,000? $1, $1,000. It's more money than I've ever held in my hand in my life. Which is so sad. Like, how much was a thousand dollars in nineteen eighty one? Like, it, oh, oh, I'm gonna find you, out while Josh. Thinks. What, 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 what is? What is? No, yeah. I want to know what sixty dollars is nowadays too, because yeah. that seems like a low amount of money right? to make for two nights but I of bet, work. Like minimum wage was like a dollar eighty five an hour or something. Some well, bullshit. when I started working in nineteen eighty eight, it was three eighty five. It was four twenty five and ninety four when I started working. It was five twenty five when I started working. When I left the supermarket in 2003, because I kept it for like okay, a day a week here or there, just as a spot thing. I purchased thing. it for $1,000. They, so, $1, they, um, they were paying me $9 and something an hour, and they were starting people at like $12 an hour. Yeah, that's I always said, annoying. Oh, I need to make, I said, I need to make more or I'm going to have to. And they said, well, it was so nice having you. So basically, Lucy got a check for $3,067.13. Okay, and how much and was Mitch 60? brought home for sixty dollars. So sixty is one hundred eighty-four oh three. Oof, oof! Uh, <laughs> oh God, that's terrible for two nights of work. Yeah, I'd rather be. I'd rather be studying. So basically, he made like ninety dollars oh. a night, kinda. And Lucy was like, "Hey, yeah. bitches, thirty-one hundred dollars." Hey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go. I am Tacopolinus classic. So I'm 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 going to split the difference. I'm gonna to go to four eight. Okay. And I'm gonna go with a uh, a nice strip mining operation in Utah. Oh, nice. Nice. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Ewing Barbecue. Please check out our Patreon. 
our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash the Ewing barbecue. You can check out that in your show notes too and just click on it. Uh, also our Facebook group and we have our Instagram, which is Ewing BBQ and Twitter is BBQ Ewing. And we are getting pretty close to getting a thousand followers <gasps> on Instagram. Ooh. So once we hit a thousand, I heard we get to do fancier stuff on our Instagram. So if you can like just tag a friend, um, if, if you have other social media accounts, just, just add those. Cause we were, create other accounts. <laughs> we're trying to get to a thousand so we can do like fancy stuff and we can like link to our merchant stuff. So, um, yeah, ha- help a friend out, yo. And also like tell, tell a friend about our podcast. If you have someone who watches Dallas Wait, or you gonna recommend you Dallas to someone. <laughs> If, if, if you have friends, recommend. I have no friends. Well, you are all individuals. We are all individuals. Make an invisible friend and tell that invisible friend to watch Dallas and then listen to our podcast. This goes out to you, Harvey the Invisible Rabbit. <laughs> Next week, we review. We talk about the episode Mark oh. of Cain. Mark of Cain, episode Is it next week or next time? I notice... Next time, because we are not on a great schedule, because someone's going on vacation, so we're going to have to miss a couple Yo, weeks. Feb- so. February is just weird. I mean, let's let's be honest. Every month is weird for the four of us. We're always doing it something. Is. It's, hard, <laughs> it's hard getting four people to do the same thing. It's hard, but we do our best. Now, maybe someday we'll get famous enough where we... None of us will have to work, and we could do this full time. Absolutely, right. If Woo! we could do this full time, we need a fucking lot of Patreon supporters for that, mm-hmm. though. We <laughs> so, would. Hey, Patreon pals. And we may have to like expand our horizons beyond just Dallas episode by episode. Well, if we were able to do this full time, yeah, we would do oh, all of the shows. You would have all the content so, all the time, always. But we want to thank you guys just for listening yes. because it's awesome that people actually actually listen to us on purpose. Like yeah. seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, it's amazing. And people who choose to actually give us money through Patreon, like you guys, fucking rock! You guys are awesome. It so really goes a long way because we love you guys. I didn't realize how much work Mary like mm. puts into editing every episode because I've I've tried editing our still non-existent really website and God, that takes a lot. So what you do, ma'am, is like, thank you. <laughs> it's some work, but it's and worth I, it. I, I know, I know from editing video how much time goes into mm-hmm. video projects. So, and I edit it in a video editing program because that's what I do. So, <laughs> it's I, I can speak from experience on other projects. About editing the of is time just a bitch. Like here. video, audio. Paper. I like, like it, but that's me. Well, it is. Yeah. Some some of us like to make editing our well, bitch. Right. It's, I shouldn't it's say it's a bitch. bitch. It's painstakingly. It's it takes a lot of time and patience. energy and concentration. I think it's and like patience. putting together a puzzle, and I like uh, I like I love puzzles. Mary has so. patience. She has more patience than I do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a patient person. Uh, no, ma'am. I don't have. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> and one other note about the next episode. Yeah. Uh, I've I've been watching St. Elsewhere on Hulu, which just added Picket Fences, by the way. Um, next week's episode has uh, someone that was a regular 
on St. Elsewhere huh. joining the cast. Mm. And speaking of, of pocket fences, I'm really excited about this. I messaged, I told Josh about this. I have a friend who was a child actor and she was on an episode of Picket Fences. Huh? And I've never seen the show. Yeah. Uh, my husband used to work with her. And, no kidding. Uh, she was also a child actor in Kindergarten Cop. Oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's with, crazy. So, with. Um, with another actor from Picket Fences who played... Oh, um, I bet it was the same, like, casting person. Here we person. go, Six Degrees. <laughs> so. I'm going to look up um, Nicole's episode and post it because I did find that she was a meme because she's sitting behind the kid who says, like, uh, boys have penis, girls have vagina from Kindergarten Cop. That might have been the kid from uh, Picket Fences, the little kid. It could be. And she's sitting, like, she, she doesn't have a line. She's just, like, sitting behind him. But I'm like, you're in a meme. So, pretty fun. And also in Kindergarten Cop, uh, two degrees of, or a degree of separation from Dallas, was uh, were the actors who played Bobby on, um, Bobby and, and Betsy on Knott's Landing, oh. Gary and Val's twins interesting Hmm. well cool well we should wrap this up and we will see you next time guys bye y'all come back now i gotta tell you guys i i am not takapa (laughs) not damn it (laughs) you a pretty broad (laughs) i am i am not takapa i am an uppity broad Next on Dallas. The cop is important to me, Bobby. More important than your marriage. Rats up your mama. Ray's feelings for Jock haven't changed just because he's a human. Maybe a lot of other things haven't changed. Like Jock continuing to keep little secrets from me. I think there's a conflict of interest here. The way I see it, Senator, it would be best for everyone if you were to ask the lieutenant governor to remove you from this panel. Are you asking me to divorce Sue Adams? You should do whatever it is you really want to do. The ball's in your court, JR.